In the defensive zone for Florida, Riley Stillman's outlet pass picked off by Curtis McDermott. The strength to keep Mark Pezik at bay, and with his first goal! How many people want to kick some ass? This is an All the Kings Men post-game podcast. Kemper slides it back into the corner. Yandel and Velarde come together. Roy. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. I am Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Gabriel Velarde, you guys. Gabriel F. Velarde. We are high above the ice in the Bob Miller press box at Staples Center. Joining me tonight, PA announcer Dave Joseph. How are you doing tonight, Dave? Uh-huh, never better. And my nemesis, personal yes. nemesis, Dennis Bernstein. How are you doing tonight, DB? Everyone calm down. It's one game. <laughs> this is not going to be a calm down. podcast, I Dennis. I can't calm you down. I tried. I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> I can't. There is not going to be a single calm thing about this podcast. So where do we start tonight? I don't even know where do you, where do you begin. Ten <laughs> seconds in <laughs> to his NHL career, Gabe Velarde scores a goal. I don't even care that it wasn't that pretty a goal, right? Because people who missed it, right? People hadn't even gotten to their seats or their spots in the press box, right? Right, like right. the game was twenty-two yeah. or something yeah. like that. He had help, but who cares? Exactly. It was a good it's shot. A it was a good, it's a good shot. The kid can play. I mean, come on. Look, the it's nuts on the... him to take that shot in yeah. his first shift. He's yeah. not scared. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. And he hit the net. Right, right on it. Right yeah. on the net. I mean, I guess he can give some lessons to some other players yeah, now. And look, if you want to take points away, style points or you know no. weak goalie points on the first goal, if you did, yeah, we don't. But he earned him back on his assist. That's a, I I too. That's a play a, a player in the league five years. Makes. Yeah, not your not your tenth shift of the game. Yeah, right. That's just yeah. He's it's it's he's really freaking good and. It's hard not to get too excited, but you got to worry about health, a couple different things. But no, what a pre- okay, I know, I know. <laughs> if you're going to celebrate, right? You can do your happy dance tonight. I get it, I understand it. It, it was just a fantastic look. All the anticipation. Plus, he, we were talking to him in the locker room. He was so nervous, guys. Oh, sure. He slept two hours last yeah. night, right? And so he's just glad it's over. But what a debut! And you know, Todd had him out there in the last minute of the game. He won eighty something percent of thirteen 81%. to sixteen, eighty one percent. It's exactly what you want. There's your two C of the future. And yep. maybe, I think Jimmy Fox said, maybe you're one C. So, uh, Eventually, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> look, it's been a long season. Like You want to get excited tonight? Please be my guest. We Every said day. at the beginning of the year and all through the year that this wasn't a rebuilding year. This was an evaluation year. You had to figure out what you had before you go to the store and buy the pieces. Right Now, obviously, in hockey, you're constantly acquiring prospects. And so it's not like you go out in one swoop and bring in 50 you know, roster, you know, right. uh, depth chart players, whatever. You're, right. Every year you're getting seven guys in the draft, maybe more. So, obviously, Velarde's been here for two seasons. But trade deadline's coming. We've already seen Toffoli moved out. We've already seen Martinez moved out. Clifford, Campbell, Muzzin, Pearson, right? This is not a rebuild. This is a build. This is what happened when Lombardi took over in 2006. They weren't saying – I mean, now they had – Quick and Kobitar and Brown already in house, but those guys had not established themselves. Right. Peterson hasn't established himself. Velarde hasn't established himself. All the kids that are going to be coming up not yet established themselves. We're not looking at a team four years from now with Jonathan Quick in net, Dustin Brown on the way, Andre Kobitar and Drew Doughty getting named the first second star of the night. If those guys are still here, great. If they're contributing, wonderful. 
but the future of this franchise has to has to rest on guys like Gabe Velarde. Yeah, uh, without question. And the good news is that is that the nine players who were in the World Juniors, mm-hmm. you don't have to have all nine hit. Right. If you had four hit with these two players that are here, mm-hmm. and then if you get some, we mentioned this on the pregame, you get some lottery luck and you get Lafreniere. Now that you know what happens, then then you get accelerated, like the Rangers got accelerated, right? Right, because you added a player, and hopefully you added a player in Velarde who you didn't think you'd have, who you're going to have. Like the Rangers added Panera. Now I'm not comparing the two yet, uh, but then they added Kako. So now, if this kid plays the next 20 games like he did tonight, and you get a little bit of luck in it's Byfield or I think Lafreniere, because you don't have that aspect of player. Like, you have a number one center in Kopitar, and I get Byfield behind him, but if Velarde's your guy, then if you luck into the first pick and you get Lafreniere, you have that explosive goal score. I'm not even factoring in the Fajimos and the Kaliyevs. Mm-hmm. You don't need nine guys to hit here. Plus, they have 20 picks in the next two rounds, <laughs> in, in the next two drafts, and There's they're going to get more. There's only 20 roster spots. Right, exactly. You can only so play so many you're guys. You're not making 20 picks. Right. So, can Rob combine some of those second-round picks, move into the first round this, next, this draft or next? Like, all of a sudden, it becomes very promising because, you know, before tonight, when you watch the game in Winnipeg, you're going, mm, it's a long season, and next season's going to be long. But can one player turn the fortunes of a franchise? He can't because if you have Kopitar and Velarde in one, two, you can fill in other players, and you don't need that big star player. So it's, it, it's look, you should be excited tonight. It is only one game, but it's a very important one game. Yeah, Dave, how did he look from ice level? He looked really good, and we've been seeing him in Ontario. Mm-hmm. You and I have been in Ontario and seen him all all season long since he made his debut. And he's been on a tear in Ontario. And I said to the guys uh, in the box tonight before the game, I said, I guarantee you he gets at least one point tonight. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I said, I don't know if it's going to be a goal or an assist, but I guarantee you he's going to get at least one point. Because he was he was so red hot in Ontario. He was dominating he was. games. And especially when he was playing with uh, Marty Furk mm-hmm. down there, he would just set Furk up, and Furk was... That's why Frank had all those. Guys. Yeah, because he, he was getting set up the whole time. See, so I would get out there, but the, the traffic on the ten and mm-hmm. Irwin. I know. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the turn around, the Miller Coors, the Miller plan. The, yeah. the turn around. I, I can't do it, man. So. I, I I thought he looked really good. He he knew where to be. He wasn't out of place. It, it looked like he had been playing in the league for a couple of years, and he admitted he was nervous. So yeah. you only in the figure that he's going to be more comfortable. As the season drags on, well, he won eighty-one percent of his draws. That gives you—that's confidence, right there, is it not? I mean, uh, and the coach showed confidence in him as well. Look, Put him out at the end of the game. Tonight, Courage right? isn't yeah. not being scared; it's overcoming it, right? Like, right. This kid, yes. whatever he's been going over through over the last few years, I don't know, but right, he's overcome it. This is his opportunity to yeah. exhale. Yes, right, right? Exactly. tonight. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is oh, I can I, the rest of oh, with all the stuff I've been doing. Somebody tweeted at me. Can you vote for him for the Masterton? I saw that. I'm like, that's a great point. Yeah, no, and I would. It's, it's the stick to it. Committed to, you know, sticking to it. And, yeah, this guy's really done it. Earlier this season, Dave, I think it was his first game as a rain. Is that how you say it? As a rain? As a yes, member of the rain? as a member of the rain. Uh, when he hit Ferg for the game winner, mm-hmm. and he was chirping back at the bench, At the bench, right? yep, yep. And everybody was sort of like, oh, what did he say? kid's got some yeah. sandpaper yeah, yeah, yeah. on him. Yeah, like, yeah. Tonight, when he took the high stick to the face uh-huh. shortly after his goal and I like I'm way up here in the press box I can't see anything but I'm watching the TVs and he's clearly yelling at somebody uh on the Do you want to know what he said? I would love to. Oh, I would too. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it happened right next to you. I thought maybe you heard. <laughs> no, it was a cross. It was a cross. <laughs> but um but look to to put it in to put everything Dennis just said in in um comparison to a play. 
you know, let's take a look at that last goal that Martinez scores in 2014, right? He got lucky, but he got lucky because he was moving his legs and being in the right, right place. Right time, right place. And sure. that's what this team has to do, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to be in the right time. You have to be opportunistic. And you have to drive to the metaphorical net with your prospect list. Right. So that right. if you do win that. the draft lottery or if you or if a trade comes up, yeah, we're recording, don't worry, Dave. Um, <laughs> um you know, if if somebody like Philadelphia screws up and makes two all star centers available for trade out of the blue, you've got to be ready to pounce on them. Right. What am I telling lies? He's talking about Carter and Richards. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm day. aware. Yeah, <laughs> it was several years ago, but yeah. No, I but remember. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. the likelihood of that ever ha- of one team ever being right. that stupid twice in one day <laughs> is, you right. know, I right. mean, maybe Calgary. It's not going to happen. Like maybe we get Goudreau because they just, you know, they decided. But, like, well, here's the other. Here's the other question. So with so many draft picks in the next two years, yeah, do you see this team packaging those draft picks for a younger player who's already in okay. the league? Okay, uh, you know what. You read my mind. Thank you. I, I asked when they made the, the Campbell-Clifford trade. Yep. I asked Rob that specifically, and Rob said not next season because you used the word at the top of the podcast, evaluation. Mm-hmm. They need to evaluate all these kids now. Yeah. They're going to be here next year, and guys like um, Wagner and Amadio and Campe, they're looking over their shoulder. These are very important games for those type of players because they have either underperformed or have improved themselves, and Todd is is evaluating those players as well. Can I play so, fantasy hockey with you, though? Please do. So let's say, for the sake of argument. But before you go, but to answer your question, Rob said he's not going to do that next season. Not next season. Maybe the, the 22 season after. Unless, right, that would make sense. Ahead, right, yeah, that makes sense. Unless. Sure. Go ahead. Toronto makes the playoffs. Okay. And they lose in the first round. Okay. Something's got to budge. The front office. They can't. Well, sure. <laughs> but they can't come back with four guys making half their cap. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? And are they going to get rid of Tavares? No. Are they going to get rid of Matthews? No. How, old's, how old is Mitch Marner? You know. They would, no, they would get rid you of. You don't think they need a bunch of cost effective. Uh, no, they would get rid of Nealander. Well, either way. Nealander would What's be. What's he, 23? Oof. Yeah. No, Nealander would good, might look good next to Kopitar you know, or Marty. Yeah, Can I interest possible. you in a slightly used, you know, first round draft pick and a prospect? Yeah, no, uh, Jess, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And Jess, guess what? They might not make the playoffs, Toronto. Oh no, they, um, they may not. There's make a the tiny part. As much as I want that second round pick next year, yeah, there's part of me that loves chaos, <laughs> and I want, and I just, anytime somebody anoints a young GM as a genius when he yeah. hasn't done anything, yeah, I instantly exactly. want to see him fail because yep. I'm that. Terrible and the, the way they built it, no, no, but it's, it's but it's a fair criticism because the way he built that roster, you don't build a roster like that to win in the, in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, they play no defense. Now the the coach, they like the coach better. They hated Babcock, so they're playing better. But they're all cookie monsters. Mm-hmm. They're all going that that end of the ice, and they do not play defense, right? And they're going to wear out Freddie Anderson. And that's why Freddie part of the reason Freddie always gets hurt, and they had to bring in Jack because he he just faces too much rubber. So yeah, I I don't think they're going even if they get in Jess. If they get in as a wild no, card, they're going to the play Washington or yeah. Boston or Tampa. If Good they get luck. in as a third seed, they're no playing Tampa or, or Boston. Or Boston. Yeah, no, yeah. No, so, yeah. so I agree with you. I think yeah. there is opportunity there, and they're familiar trade partners. That's right. They've done it two seasons in a row, so why not a third? So listening to uh, – I don't remember. I've, there's too many post-game comments. Those It might have been McClellan. It might have been – I think it was McClellan. Anyway, they're talking about Velarde, and they're talking about the fact that when he was out there – you know, all the players were excited for him, and and his play energized the team. And Dave, we had had a conversation. God, Dennis, you might have even been here for this one. The the pilots and the passengers, 
Yep. And the I don't remember what the positive was, but something in the goofuses. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were saying like we were saying like you can have two guys in a room that don't care, right? But you can't have more than three because they cluster up and they sink your team like a cannonball. Right. Wreaks havoc on everyone else. And I am not saying that Alec Martinez didn't care or that Kyle Clifford didn't care or that Tyler Tafoli didn't. Like, I'm not going to label any specific blame. But collectively, this team finished second to last last year. They're on pace to finish second to last, if not last, this year. Something had to give. And we used to say it all the time about Justin Williams. Justin Williams played with huge, nasty balls, and those things are contagious. And he would pull his, whatever line he was on. Nasty balls are contagious? Absolutely. And, uh, I'll remember that. Sorry, everybody at home. Um, <laughs> but look, when you've got yeah. when you've got a line like Lazat's line, which doesn't score, but right is just motors, and then you put Velarde in, and you take some of the veterans out, yeah, Kopitar's line's going to perform better. Right, right because hide. you have to defend yeah. another line. More than one line. But now here's yeah. the difference between this season. See, part of the reason, that, and you mentioned the veterans, see, this team was dead men walking for a month. Yeah. Like, everybody knew they were going to get traded. And it ha- I don't care what they say. They're professionals. I get it. They, It affects them. Right. It, the attitude was different. It was changed. I I love Alec Martinez. He's been great to cover for 11 seasons. Good guy. He, he was surly the last few months here. Yeah. He was not a yep. joy to deal with. And I get it. I understand it. I respect it. Like when he was coming back from, an, from his injury, from his wrist and he was in the locker room and he hadn't been activated yet. Hey, Marty, when you come back, you know I can't tell you that. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> slow down, bro. I get it. Like it's it's tense right now. So I think right now that it, I, once the deal was made on Monday, the, the last trade, it just when when Defoley left, that just kind of that, and everybody knew Alec. Now the tough thing for Alec is, do you really got to fly him to Winnipeg and then sit him out? And then <laughs> he's got to fly back. Do you really have to do that to the guy? But I, I think that that that's the difference between like last year wasn't like this. This year. Everybody knew that yeah. Rob was making these trades, and they were just waiting and waiting and waiting, and it affects people's lives and livelihoods and wives and girlfriends. So it was it was a tough month for them. I think that had a lot to do with it because you watch tonight, they all exhale, they all play loosey goosey. Now, granted, Florida is the worst, one of the worst defensive teams I've seen play all season, but this is the type of entertaining game that you want to see for the rest of the season. Even if you lost the game like tonight, it's an entertaining game to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if if it ended up that I the asked Kings Todd, lost, is it okay it? to have fun? He goes, well, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a turnover. He said the turn, the Wagner turnover, the yeah, first was, goal uh, was preventable. Yeah, the one shot that uh, that Hoffman made was like the the Shea Weber goal mm-hmm. earlier this season. That's preventable. So it's probably you know a five to two game right. as opposed to five to four. I said so. You know, Todd says you want to be able to be entertaining and when and ha- show the fans you have. You know, it's three two games isn't always where it is. The thing about this team though, and you know it. They're always in games. They just don't have the offense. They don't right. have the gifted players to do that. And, and now, maybe now it's starting to well, come when you together. Have a guy with make moves like that, right? He's young and has awareness on the ice. Yeah, things change quickly. And drive. The cares and cares, <laughs> and what and has uh, has something to prove. You know, and what he has he hasn't won. He's and playing he's twenty. He's, Right, no, he's I, making his NHL debut. He's he wants to prove old. something. It's the patience that all of us have preached all year. Yeah. Right on social media. Tonight, it's it's starting to come to fruition, and then when maybe a couple more added, and then in the, in the off season, like look, it's going to be another seventy five point season next season, unless 
you have career years from Kopitar and Dowdy, and you have some breakthrough performances from a Velarde or of Kaliev or Fajimo or somebody comes in, or they get a high another high draft pick. So you're going to have to have more patience. And it's been a while; it's been a minute since this team's contended. So I, I get I get the lack of patience from some fans. But tonight is a glimpse at the future. So the, you guys were just talking about what a month it's been, mm-hmm. and it's it's been a little rocky here for the past month, and we all kind of saw it coming. Trade deadline is Monday at noon Pacific time. Is there more to come from this team? God, I hope so. Like I've reached, I'm griefed out. Okay, okay, I, I've okay, hit okay. the turning point. You say like, you hope I blow so. it up. What do you mean you're you griefed out? You say you hope so. What does I, that mean? You're griefed out. I don't have any more um, emotional tie to the player. Yeah, the that's gone. Right? Like when did it leave? Clifford. Halfway between Toffoli and Martinez. Okay, got it. Because it's like, look, I like those guys. They're great. Golden age of Kings hockey. Yes. Stanley Cup banners. It's wonderful. But this team stinks. Right. Like, and, and you're losing with them. And it's not. And, and the last two months have been the worst kind of stink where it's not only boring. You're not. Not only are you losing, but it's boring. Yeah. And there's nothing to look forward to. There's no new blood in the. Nope. You know, like, you've, OK, yeah, we've got Lazat and Wagner and Kempe and that's been fun. But as we've said repeatedly, they don't score. And the ceilings. Yeah. Only the so bottom high six players. Right. Good for them. Yeah. Right. And they, so Blake Lizotte's a great story. Right. But yep. So you were just sort of waiting. He's and not Gabe Velarde. Once the Clifford trade right. happened, you know that that actually shocked. That legitimately shocked me because I didn't think they'd trade Clifford, mm-hmm. but I knew they were going to trade. Like I've known, we talked about it last summer, right? Like Campbell was going to be the guy. That that was yeah. just there was no other way around that. Toffoli, as far as I'm concerned, the day they signed Kovalchuk, Pearson, Toffoli, Martinez, and Muzzin's <laughs> tickets I were purchased. That was it. I remember yeah. you say that <laughs> like, when we did the. Uh, yeah. Things in a round table. You said yeah, yeah. that. You absolutely said that. That's going to make these other players leave town. Yeah. And and maybe they would have anyway. Right. But that, right, that was the stamp in the passport. Like, all right, enjoy, you know, Vegas, Vancouver, uh, Toronto, and wherever. Um, <laughs> so who else goes before Monday? On, I mean, the, you, said, you said you hope, but do you think there is going to be more? I'll let him go, and then I'll go. Okay, do you think there will be more moves before Monday? Yes. Only because at this point, listen, I love Trevor Lewis. I love Trevor Lewis. And a month ago, two months ago, I would have said, keep Lewis and Clifford, let him be your fourth line in, right. you know, indefinitely. But at this point, what's the point? Like, what's the point of holding on to these older players? You can't get rid of Kovacar, you can't get rid of Dowdy, you can't get rid of Brown, you can't get rid of Quick. You can't can, get rid of Ayafalo. Oh, I think you could <laughs> for the right. <laughs> when I say you can't get rid of these guys, I mean like literally just the logistics of pulling it off. Seem no to movement to, clauses, contracts, yeah, stuff just like who? I guess really you could trade Ival, but he's been so yeah, he's been really good. But if somebody came along and said, "I'll give you," like let's say Toronto said, "We'll give you Mitch Marner for Ival," yeah, 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 like, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Lewis is an unrestricted free agent, and worst case scenario, you can buy out Jeff Carter, and it doesn't hurt you that much. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying it. it you're correct. It will not hurt them because there's no cap issues because they're not yeah. going large. And his salary is, what, $2 million next yeah. year? So. Okay. So you want the reality? Here's the reality. <laughs> Please. Okay, fine. So let's address Jeff Carter first. Mm. Okay. I know there was a report out there that three to four teams were interested in Jeff Carter. It's a bunch of BS. Whoever said that, <laughs> it's it's just not true. It, it's just absolutely this not true. This is why I came here to ask these questions. It's right, not right, right. true. This, these are the answers I need Whoever to came up that has, has terrible sources and shouldn't really be talking about uh, trades. Okay. Now, where this really started from was Elliot Friedman, 31 Thoughts, said that if Nolan Patrick's back is not healthy, he believes that the Flyers would be interested in Jeff Carter. 
Okay. That does not mean that the, the Flyers have called the Kings for Jeff Carter, because as far as I know, no calls have been made to Los Angeles about Jeff Carter. So none. None. Now, from anywhere. From anywhere. No calls. Okay. They've been no calls about Jeff Carter. Got it. Okay. That was Elliot, and I love and respect Elliot, and he's great, and I'm, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. But as far as I know, no calls have been made. They are focusing on trading three guys, right? As, as Trevor Lewis. Trevor Lewis, as Jesse mentioned, hmm. Derek Forbert. Derek Forbert. And Ben Hutton. Those are the three guys oh, that are ben in play Hutton. right now. Okay. Okay. And, I, and from what I, what I Hutton, know. Hutton from, but, is UFA also, correct? Uh, Hutton's UFA. Yeah. They're, yeah. Fo- they're focusing on those guys. Now, I, from what I understand, Washington was hot for Trevor Lewis um, a couple of days back. And he's the perfect type of player that they go and acquire right. at the deadline. Right. He's a Swiss Army knife. He plays all the forward positions. He's a great guy. Right. Mm-hmm. Great guy in the room. He's a championship. He, kill he, would, he would fit in there fine. There's a question about his skating, and I think that's the reason he's still on the team because I believe that some teams believe he can't skate anymore or his skating wasn't like it used to be three, four years ago. So I think that's what's preventing him right now. But the focus, as I understand it, are on those three players. Now, could somebody call up tomorrow and make me look bad by saying – and we want Jeff Carter, and the Kings will retain twenty five percent on the on the cap hit. Yeah, it could happen because, and even the great ones like Bob McKenzie and Darren Drager, in one conversation changes everything, right? But as far as I know, tonight there's no interest in Jeff Carter. There haven't been any talks. Nobody's called on him, and they are focusing on moving all the unrestricted free agents. What they get for them, whatever. Fourth round, exactly. fifth round, <laughs> right? It exactly. doesn't matter. Right. No, what you get is the roster space. What you get is the roster space yeah. because those players right now, are blocking youngsters from playing mm-hmm. the last 20 games of the season. That's why you need to move those guys, not because of the draft pick. Is that you got to make room for the younger players, the younger defensemen, the Cleggs and the Mikey Andersons. You want them to get some time right now, and unless you're going to waive these guys after the trade deadline, you're going to give them away for fifth or sixth round. But it, like I said, the return is inconsequential at this point in time. You are creating roster spots for these guys to show their wares, so it's a little bit of a head start on next season. This team went from being one of the most expensive, oldest teams to one of the youngest, least expensive teams. And, you know, I think I referenced it on Twitter uh, the other day. You know, I'm Bill Murray at the end of Ghostbusters. Like, I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. And so I'm. that's why I'm gung-ho. Like, if you're ever an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year, and there's a three uh, at the start of your age, like... Yeah. It's time. Move along. Yes. Because you're not winning with them. Right. Now, now, there's a hidden risk involved. And I'm probably going to write a, a, a column about this. Here's the thing. No. Right. And as I mentioned, this team has won one playoff game since they won the championship again, 2014. Right. And as we have mentioned, the reality is next season is going to be tough and maybe in the season after next. Right. So the question is, is your core players who are used to winning championships six years removed from a championship want to stick around? Now, we always talk about is Connor McDavid going to want to stick around in Edmonton? Is Jack Eichel want to stick around in, in Buffalo? Well, Two seasons from now, you're going to ask, do Daddy want to stick around in Los Angeles? And I know that's maybe a little blasphemous to say on, a, on an L.A. podcast, but that's that's the hidden risk here. Is that uh, it's going is to that take a, a risk? Long. Of course it is. Why? Because these are championship players who want to win, and they might tap out and say. So we're talking about we're talking about six players, and and I'm Lewis about two players. Lewis, well, yeah, Lewis is gone. Carter. Meh. So we're really talking about four players, but yeah. of those four players, quick, I'm nobody's saying quick. Like that's right. just if you, if people don't understand that by now, I'm, Seattle. I'm sorry, no, it's not going. Why? No, <laughs> no. Jonathan Quick will retire a member of the LA Kings. Okay. Who's maybe? Tell me who. 
um, tell you who. Um, Calgary loses in the first round, and David Ridge plays poorly. You don't think there's better? I mean, don't Columbus have two Latvian goalies? Like they got to get rid of one of them. <laughs> no, they have to get rid of them. They're Elvis both Leakins. They're both yeah. on entry level so contracts. Three, it's a great situation for them. They're both on entry level deals. All right, maybe, I'm maybe Calgary. Some no, no, that's fine. But I just I don't see it. Right? Like I just I, I, I get your point. It's a valid yeah. point. Uh, Brown Brown's not going anywhere. Who wants Brown? No, Kopitar has got four years left at a huge salary. And listen, we all love Kopitar. It's not He's, a huge salary. It, it's 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 huge cap it for a first line center who plays twenty minutes, twenty two minutes. But he's not. But if he goes to another team, he's best served at this point. Is like if he went to Colorado, right? They become the lock to win the Stanley Cup. You know, the yeah. Stanley Cup because now you've got Andre okay. Kopitar on your second line. But is there a team out there that's dying for a number one yes, center that absolutely. wants a thirty two year old? I'm on the air there every week in Montreal. That's the perfect fit. And they would love him there. You know, you know, there's a guy up there who does he want to leave? <laughs> oh, no, there's a guy up there who who <laughs> who hasn't scored who a point in the last six games. Career. <laughs> I knew we were going there. there. The guy that I you hate the most there. in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that guy there. came. Not much He's minus three with no points. No, could he play in a line with Kopitar? He could. Here's my point. No, my point is this is not eminent. My point is is that at some point in time, if this doesn't go in the direction everybody thinks it does, because you broke it down like this and you didn't add. Established players, you just went really young, right? There is a risk that, that these players might say, I've had enough of this losing. I want to go win again. It's been six uh, years. See, I don't think that's a risk because okay. I think if that happens, and like I said, for most of them, I don't think it, it's – I don't think – Okay. But if Dowdy or Kopitar said mm-hmm. – hey, let's say Dowdy said, I'm done with this. Yeah. Think of the return. Okay. I mean – Well, if you're Rob Blake, aren't you – isn't that in the back of your mind going – Sure. If we traded Drew Doughty now or next year, think of the prospects yeah. we could get back think for him. Of, the think players, of the legitimate the, NHL you roster would, players. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You would give up 400 goals next year. <laughs> At some point, <laughs> 200, 400 years. What's still, the difference? Right? Like, well, do you think yeah. Detroit <laughs> cares what their plus minus is? The cold well, ones? Like, <laughs> oh, not, no, they're 150 minus. Like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we let in another goal. But like, that's my point is that, that you have to believe that and it's not just on Rob. It's like this organization hasn't produced, and these players are used to winning. Sure, right? And saying, and maybe the grass is green. Like you know, people was talking about Connor McDavid. So why is that a legitimate concern? But it wouldn't be a concern here because it's been 2014 since you won a. So let's say Drysaitel wins the MVP this year. Yeah, Dowdy for McDavid. Who says no? Um, I mean Edmonton, obviously. Edmonton, yes, because he's the better player. <laughs> no, of course. But I'm just saying, like these are the kinds of conversations that yeah. you can have. I'm just saying, I, like I'm, I'm bored. It's just that, that sorry, everybody. That that the direction this team has been put in, like we're making some assumptions here, mm-hmm. right? That in two seasons they will contend. Well, if they don't, then what happens? Uh, See, I saw. Uh-uh. I say, Dowdy and Amadio. For McDavid. Oh, there you oh, okay. go. There you go. That's the that's the <laughs> topper. And a conditional third. And a conditional <laughs> third. Yeah. Well, yeah, Kings have so many picks the next two years. Exactly. Why not? I'm mm. going to change the subject drastically Please. because I have been wanting to complain about this, and there just hasn't been an opportunity. Every time I turn around, somebody's getting traded, and it just isn't the right time. <laughs> it's the Colorado game. Tyler Tavoli scores a hat trick. Yep. Could very well be his last game in a Kings uniform. It was, in fact, his. Last game in a Kings, last game in a Kings uniform. Uh, I think it was Brian Boucher, sideline reporter, whatever yep, you want to call for it. For NBC, yeah. Asked him a couple puffball questions, and then 
after he scores a, the first hat trick in outdoor game history. So, Tyler, what do you think? You gonna get traded? Who is that question for? Like, I'm not saying the guy should lose his job over it. I'm not saying it was the worst atrocity com- committed in human history. But like, honestly, do we need that question in that moment? It's a it's a question from a media member who does not cover this team. That's what it is because you can get away with it. Brian Boucher never. But who's it for? You're not going to get an answer. You're going to get, you know, some cookie cutter. The flip side of that is like, well, nobody asked him that question. Yeah, why didn't you guys you are ask soft? Him? And why didn't you ask? Him? Are there hordes mm. of hockey fans ready to like overthrow the NHL because the media is too soft on the players? Like this isn't Watergate. Like it's Tyler Toffoli scoring no, a hat trick. I get it. We don't need you know intrepid journalists well, uh, hunting down the big. Are you story. saying he like, should have just ignored it completely yeah. or asked it in a different way? No, ignore it. Because I, I may have said, what do you make of all the trade rumors surrounding you right now? I'd have said the same thing. Then you're mean. That's just mean, man. It's just it is? Mean. I, I don't mean know if it is. Well, I mean, it's just point. It's a question like I said, that needs to be asked. Who's it for? Why? No, I agree. Why does it I would have not, to be asked? I would not. I've had fights with members of the, not Dennis, but yeah. different members of the PHWA <laughs> about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I would have not asked that question, right? Because I understand, because this, this, this is about relationships. Like, I'm pretty good at what I do because players trust me and they say stuff to me. It doesn't get repeated and I respect them. And I've been really criti- critical of Tyler Toffoli, you know, in social media, in my writing, that he underperformed and he played himself out of Los Angeles and cost himself probably a lot of money, right? And he's probably read it. Um, we don't talk much. Um, and some of the answers he gave throughout the season, like, well, what do you, I, I never, you know, I joke with Lisa Dillman a little bit at the beginning of the season. They asked, we asked him what he did in the offseason to, to prep for a very important, critical season that is coming up in his career. He said, well, I did Pilates. That was his prep for the season. <laughs> and, it, and, like, and he, through the first 25 or 30 games, he played like a player who, like, didn't see what the consequences were of a bad season. Or. He worked on Pilates over the summer. Yeah, that, that's what his prep was. <laughs> I'm proud of all and of And then I watched him play. I'm like, going, does this guy understand what's going on here? Like, he's he's making $4.6 million. And he's playing like he's got a contract for another seven years, Jeff. So I think this is where I disagree with you. I don't think it's about relationships. I don't think it's about journalism. I think it's about the fans. And this is why I get ahead, annoyed with, with I call them sports writers. Um, <laughs> here's I, t- I tweeted out. Go ahead. And look, Twitter's not the be-all, end-all. But no. I tweeted out, I know it's the elephant in the room, but do we really need the on-ice question to the guy who just scored the hat trick? So you're going to get traded or what? <laughs> who is yeah. that for? That's my question. Okay. 164 likes. Yeah, sure. And here's some of the responses. Uh, right, I was more than a little annoyed. Uh, Mike Emmerich just shook and knows not why. I got to find the drama for real. WTF? So rude in the worst possible time. Okay, I agree. I thought the same. Um, anyway, tons of people sending me DMs and and messages yeah, saying okay. I agree. And that's for me. That's the thing is like yes, from our perspective, for those of us who sit in the press box and know these guys and mm-hmm. we know all the people. Okay, yeah, you could, quote unquote, you got to ask the question. But for the fans at home who right. like the team. Or who, or even if they don't, I, like I said, who's it? It's for? stating the obvious. It's it's so that Bo- it's so that he can go back, get a little high five from yeah. his producer, and say, "I asked." Yeah, I and when he goes and home and he go looks in the mirror, he can go like, "You did a great, great job, buddy. You asked the tough <laughs> questions. You're a journalist. Like, no, you're not. You're a backup goalie with a handsome face, and now you're on NBC. Like, you're not a reporter. You're not a journalist. Like, give me fluff. He's not it's a, an outdoor game. He's not. A, he's not a journalist. He is an analyst. He's an. Yeah, he's an. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, it's. It's just. I mean, that's. Yeah, like that's. That's piling on. Yeah. Right. Dave, like, would you have and, asked no, that question? and here's the. 
Not at that time, no. no. I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't. his. Mo- it's like his moment in the sun. Yeah. Like you could, you saw he was emotional when he scored those goals. Yeah. He knew that he, it, this was his time was ending. Right, so th- that's you want to throw cold water on it. I mean, I, I get that, and that's yeah. why I don't think it's appropriate. I think that maybe you want to play it off the record, but not in front of everybody, yeah. in front of a national and audience. Catch him off guard like that. Do you think that he knew before that game that he was getting traded? Sure. Yes, because I, I, I think that the thinking is with respect to the camp was that it was the because you know what happened was with a, a month ago. They put him with Kopitar. He started scoring goals. Yep. And people saying, well, bring him back. His stock went up. Right. Not, oh, maybe we should think about bringing him back. And I've got a bunch of tweets about that. No, I think that his camp, his agent, knows it was the best thing for him to leave Los Angeles for his career. Now he's going to a really solid team. And some nights he'll play with Bo Horvat. Some nights he'll play with JT Miller. Some nights he'll Patterson. play with some Elis Patterson. Although yeah. I don't think he can escape with that guy. So I'm not sure that's going to work. Right? But he's playing with a very good team, with a very good coach. A very good um, friend. An opportunity. Yeah, very good friend. He should be comfortable there. He's not far. You know, he's he's not far from L.A. My wife can visit him. It's two hours away. So it's 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 like with Martinez as well, going to Vegas. So he's in a really good spot right now. Had an now. assist in his first game. Exactly. And oh. he played well. I watched the game. He played well. He, he looked really comfortable for his first game with playing with strangers mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. everybody but one. So so I, I just – I think it was the best thing for him to move on, and I, I don't see him coming back either. I, I, I don't see why he would give that player f- – if he's 28, five-year contract for five million. Well, haven't I said it on this podcast? I, I, all the time we talk about Tyler Toffoli, I said I like the player. Yeah. I just don't like the inconsistency with the player. But I think because that's what because we were the about because earlier. the skill is there, you can see the skill is there. It's just not there every night. It's not he doesn't showcase it every night. You know he's got a good shot. You know he he works well along the wall. It's just not there the every night. The guy who scored thirty one goals is just gone. It's just right. not the same player. Exactly right. And that, that that's was what we've the, said here. That was the apex time and time again. Unfortunately yeah. right. for him. But that's why I would get right. annoyed when people would say, "Oh, this team got old. This team can't do it anymore." And I'd say, "No, I watched this team." Every stupid game for the last <laughs> two years, and you're so seeing. What do you think happened? I. It's too long to get into right now, <laughs> but it's basically okay. just a crumbling of internal leadership from the okay. front office to the roster. Okay, right? Like they got rid of Lombardi okay. was a dictator, for lack of a mm-hmm. better word. I right. don't mean that with all the negative connotations, but he controlled. Right? Yeah. Like I've heard terrible horror stories about people not being allowed to physically walk past his door because they weren't allowed. On mm-hmm. the other side of the building, <laughs> right? <laughs> because their job was on this part of the building, yep. And this is and like so that's structure, how, structure, structure, yeah, yeah. Structure. And like you wonder why Andre Kopitar never went on Kevin and Bean or any of the morning shows in yep. the market, right? Not allowed, right? Like yep. so, you fire a guy like that, mm-hmm. that creates a power vacuum, and that power vacuum is filled by people who want to fill it. So, for example, when Stevens gets gets brought in, and yep. the quote from all the players is, "Man, it's so much fun to come to the rink now." And I said at the time, I said the day I saw that quote, I said, let's see how much fun it is five months from now when you're losing. And, you know, well, they, they, they tricked me and they won that first year. That season. first year, right. <laughs> but then, but they, but they weren't playing. Then they fell great. apart. But, but that's not what it was about. It was about that dictator that you talked about, mm-hmm. like strip the cupboard bare. Right? Sure. There's a, there's a gap in this, ro- in this sure. organization for two or three years of the stuff that he just stripped away. And he, look, he get, he was a gamble, big time Riverboat gambler, Dean Lombardi, and he won and he won big. And, and his greatest his greatest gift wasn't drafting. If you look at the draft, it wasn't 
really much, except for Drew, yeah. which was a no-brainer. Yeah. It was the brilliant right. trades he yeah. made. That's what it was. And then he, But, you know, like in Vegas, after a while, the house wins, and he crapped out, and he left them with nothing, and that's why but he's part of, so then back. So then what happens is when you lose that locus of control, at least from my perspective. Yeah, go ahead. I um, understand. Who's motivating excellence? Right, because it's not the players. Because the players finally have the yoke removed. Right, Sutter's not there to be mean to them anymore. The front office isn't going to be mean to them. Everybody's just happy to have the mean guys who won gone. Right, Stevens comes in. He's friends with all the players and maybe a brilliant tactician for all I know. But you can watch if you watch. I mean, if you watch the games and then look at the corresponding stats, they did not introduce a ton of offense, no. and they did not maintain a stranglehold on their defensive identity. That whole year that they made the playoffs, they didn't really have an identity other than Andre Kopitar going for an MVP right. trophy, right? They got yeah. career they years had a great out of start. three or four guys. And then they played 500 yep. most of the season, yeah. yeah. but that counts too. I think March was one win, one loss, one win, one loss, one win, one loss. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it was. it was. And then Martinez yeah. got hurt, and before you know it, they lost the playoffs. I think if you ask Rob, like, right now, if he, in, in private, you could do one, get a mulligan on one decision you made. Mm. Right, I think the decision would have been not to bring in John Stevens, to bring in somebody fresh and new, and start from from that point on. I, I think, think that's the right. one misgiving. But, I think it, he had to. And I don't yeah. know the answer to this, but and certainly this is <clears throat> my father's theory, and I agree with. Okay, him on we'll it. offer it. Let's go. Uh, John Stevens mysteriously got the title associate coach, whatever, a year or two before Daryl Sutter got fired. Yeah, I assumed at the time and believed i was correct when it happened that that title came along with the back room agreement that that he's the next, that he's the next head coach sure. and it makes sense right like Absolutely. It, it serves so anyway the point is all these guys go to you elevate teams. people because they say, okay by yeah. the way you're the next but so all these guys go to new teams and no surprise they turn into better versions of themselves yeah and that's sort of my point is that collectively the ability to motivate each other whether it's because they lost williams mitchell richards mm-hmm. blah 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 or maybe it's just because at some point you get complacent. You, you get, do. It's, it's it's human nature. It's it's human nature. But now they're in new teams with new expectations, new, you know. We, we talked earlier this season, Dave, about the difference between needing to – having something to prove and needing to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like an important distinction, but if you have something to prove, you're Gabe Velarde. Right. And if you need to prove yourself, you're Tyler Toffoli on a contract. Here. Right. And I want the guys with something to prove. I, I get it. But then you're always going to have 20 and 21-year-old players on the team and nobody proven. Well, or you're and the you Patriots. And, like, that's – I mean, I get it. That's the eternal drama in sports. When, do you hold on to a guy because the fans love him and he's a hero and, you know, and he's – Well, I'll whoever. give you the comparable, Or do you though. just – Justin yeah. Williams. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'll give you the comparable. Uh, and the GM's still there. Chicago. They've got – Kane and they Taves. blew up their first team, though. I mean, every time they won a cup, five. But they guys, still have Kane yeah, and Taves yeah. right now. Sure, Donkey they changed the coach. Donkey but Donkey they also Keith. have Seabrook, yeah. who they definitely Seabrook. should have not. They, like that was a so. Oh. Is it any different in Chicago right now? No, I don't know because I'm not. Well, they've got Kubalik, so <laughs> is Dave Bolin still there? <laughs> Couldn't sign him. <laughs> Dave Bolin. Couldn't sign. Him. Let's rather, get back to this game. We'd rather play in Chicago. Yeah, first of all, yeah. first of all, yeah. Trevor Moore. I like him. That was an Oaks kid. What do we think? Two goals in six games. Why not? Yeah, Bottom yeah. six player. Absolutely. Useful forward. Got some speed. Looked, yeah. Again, and the guy had a lot of three years in the AHL. Couldn't make it because they had all that talent on the wing in, in Toronto. So I like far. him so far. He's been fine. I like him. Yeah. Kills penalties. 
You want to go back to the game? Let's go. No, no, <laughs> keep Van. No, and I was Trevor Moore. I, I was no, I was going to say uh, we also now the Kings also lead the league in Trevors. That's right. I would think <laughs> right with Trevor Lewis and Trevor Moore. That's two Trevors. I don't think another team in the league has two Trevors. It's just at, a, at worst they're tied for. The at Trevors. worst they're tied. Correct. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out who was on the team when Kyle Calder played. Um, <laughs> they had a lot of Kyles. Yeah, Clifford called. But if Trevor Kyle Moore, if Trevor Moore is uh, this team's, I don't want to say Brian Wilsey because that's, but if, <laughs> but if Trevor Moore is this team's Scott Thornton or Jeff Giuliano or Peter Harold, like I'm okay with that. He'll be here for a couple of years. He'll be great. He'll be fine. We'll do what he has. He's a transitional do. player. Yeah, and you know he is. He's fine. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't make mistakes. He plays an honest game. He's like, yep. put him on the fourth line. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. Now let's get back to this game. Okay. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back games. Well, I should say, let's get back to the next game. Uh, Second time in 20 years has been back-to-back games. Yeah, and we're getting it's another really one. weird. I know. It's and, the other, and the other time was the lockout season, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, in 13, 12, 13? Yeah, because and I we, tell we, you this, we played back-to-back nights. Right, right. Todd had a few choice words for the schedule maker Which as well. is fascinating, because earlier in the year, he snapped at Rosen for bringing up the schedule. <laughs> okay. So. Three games and four nights. Yeah. At and home. Again, and but again, just a home, weekend. just a night. Home and home. Yeah. yeah. And then March goes, is it's, home. It's 15 to 16 at home. Yeah. He goes, that's ridiculous. But do you, let's say we okay. get two more points out of Velarde over the next three games. Like, does he does he stick for the rest of the season? Yeah. Why would you send him down? I don't know. I don't yes. got an answer. <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. I, would, I do. For the rain? Yeah. Because they need to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think he's a big help to that yeah. team. Yeah, he's sure. He's... One of the motors of that team that keeps that team going, and and they've been so hot. What do they want? What twelve of their last fourteen yeah, or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. and nine and ten, whatever, and points in a thirteen straight game, whatever it was. If he's not there, that's yeah. a big hole on that team. So yeah, that's the only that I'm not saying they're going to send him back, but right. that would be the only reason why I would think they would even consider sending him back is to shore up that team and make them have a decent playoff run. What do you think? No. You say he sticks here. Okay, so if he gets 11 points in 11 games, you're going to send him back down? <laughs> you can tell that to the fans? I mean, do you send Perkorkin back down? Yeah. Okay. I would send Blake Lazat down. I like Blake Lazat. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> I like Velarde more. I'm not going to lie, but I like but Blake Lazat. You would send somebody down who's waiver exempt. Sure. And they have players on the team who are waiver exempt. But Velarde's waiver, waiver exempt. Yeah, I know that. But yeah. I'm giving the scenario where if the kid blows up here in the next two yeah. weeks, you ain't sending him to Ontario. And I get it. It is important. I get it. I get the organization stance. You want that team to make the playoffs. I understand that. I get it. But there's going to be so much pressure if this kid blows up here in the first 10 games that you can't do that. Well, let's also, let's also pump the brakes here and say this was his first game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No, I told him to calm down. No, no, I'm not pumping any brakes. <laughs> Fastest damn goal in NHL history. Like, it was amazing. It's But here's the reality no, of it down. is this. After the first game, after the adrenaline wears off, after there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a human nature tells you to lay back a little bit and kind of, I, I, I'm telling you, there's a I'm, little I'm lull. There's that, a lull. That you, that and then it builds it? back up. Yeah, you made it. Hey, I had two points in my first game. Maybe, maybe maybe I can maybe you know, caught a break and they played a team that doesn't play defense tonight. That was part of it. Maybe maybe a and they play a good Colorado team yeah, and exactly. then they play well they play Edmonton Sunday night. So <laughs> all right, well he'll get his chance against. Yeah, Tana might be sure. back by then. Sure, but I don't think. I, it, look, if it goes as well as it went tonight, or it goes to some semblance of this level, 
Like to send them back, I'm like, all right. Well, does I he play it. out the year here and then and then go back down? Yeah. When the, when the year's oh, no. over? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I that, got no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah, his time is coming. Unless now. they're falling out of a he's, playoff he's spot in Ontario. He's got to be in the lineup at least <laughs> through the 29th for New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got to be. Well, sure. New Jersey, like, he'll, he'll just eat them for lunch. Like, I'm about that. Why? It's New Jersey. <laughs> they're okay. ahead of the Kings. Mackenzie Blackwood's been yeah, great. Yeah, ahead of the Kings without Velarde. Okay. Wow. <laughs> anyway, let's do second play. and it's third. Not like Detroit's coming. coming to it's town. It's a second and uh, third coming, according to Jess. Let's do uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth, baby. Back to back to back to back. <laughs> okay, let's go. Uh, uh, let's do play of the game, player of the game. Sure. We'll start with play of the game. Dennis, play of the game. You guys are chirping about the 10 seconds thing. It's got to be that. <laughs> All right. Second. In history. I That's second it. that. All right. Just to be different, I'll go with the assist. Oh, come on. Because, ooh, baby, that assist. The assist was. It was good. Yeah. It's great. Solid. Yeah, it's great. All right. Honorable mention, it can't be almost getting into a fight. <laughs> Can we trade the part of him that takes uh, penalties? Stupid penalties? Yeah. <laughs> uh, How about the right. whole part? But go ahead. Uh, well, no, uh, not, all right. You know. no, no mystery here. Player of the game. First star was Velarde. Absolutely. Yes, Gabriel Velarde. <laughs> That's go. who the player yeah, exactly. of the first game star, is. First star. First goal. First star. First assist. First shot. First shift. First shot. Cole Cole first shot, yeah. Gabe. It it's Gabriel, just, by the way. Wasn't yeah? Why? Why are we doing Gabriel? Because the they asked him. Like it, I guess uh, Jack Harrison, the LA Times asked him it, in print. Right? How would he want to be referred to? He said Gabriel. He said I was that. also told in Ontario uh, when he made his debut. I asked the people in Ontario, "Is he Gabe or is he Gabriel?" And they said, "For your usage, it's Gabriel." Yeah. Who's the player that re- wants his full name because his mother prefers it? Is it? Is it? Do we really have to revisit this? Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> well, he just made news recently. Uh, Dan- Daniel, don't call me Dan Carcillo. Was that him? No. Yes. But wasn't there a player on this team? It's my. Uh, he was Amadio. on this team. No, no, Amadio. Is oh, Mike- Michael. 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 No, and, he, and he's Amadio. Michael. Yeah, yeah. He's Michael Amadio. Right, not Amadio. Not, yeah, and he's not, not Mike Amadio. Right, he's Michael. He's Michael Amadio. his mom likes it. Right. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right, so Gabriel effing Velarde. That's um, right. But I said, not only his first game not only his first shift not only his first shot but literally like his first gasp of breath in the offensive right zone. yeah fantastic like, unbelievable yeah, no. 10 seconds yeah get out of here tough to beat the music bed that i use to intro the song the show is longer is barely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> storybook start yeah. that's what you want you know what's funny is i was writing my notes before the game and i said uh, in the left hand column my score sheet i i write uh, you know milestones mm-hmm. and i wrote to gabriel velardi First NHL goal mm-hmm. slash first NHL point, thinking he's yeah. going to get an assist tonight. He's going to. Sure. So I just had it there, and I said, "Told you this before." I told the guys in the box. I said, "He's going to. He's going to get a point tonight. I guarantee you. He's been so hot." Yeah. And there it was. I didn't know. Did I expect it? A minute twenty six <laughs> into the game? No. no. But we'll take that. Right. Were we recording when we had the conversation about other Kings that have scored on their first shot as a King. No. So the only mm-hmm. one I could think of was Roenick. He Ooh. scored on his first shot as, as a king? king. Yeah, as a king. A minute a king. into the game. Okay. All right. And then obviously Robitaille. I think somebody said maybe not the first shot, but first maybe Pavel Rosa. Oh, maybe. About and it. I mean, I think uh, obviously the uh, um, Lavoie, Dominic Lavoie <laughs> is the one that everybody thinks of oh, right yeah. with the hat trick. I think that was like his second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I mean, Kopitar saying, scored in his first, first game, game yep. against the Ducks. Yeah. Ducks. That great goal. So are you saying Velarde's going to get a, a, a hat trick in the second game? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying he's going to the Hall of Fame and he's going to surpass <laughs> yeah, exactly. his career goals. 
Look, I don't know if he will or not. All I know is this. They can co-retire his number 42 with the Jackie Robinson number. There yeah, was there was nothing to look forward to last year. And there was nothing yeah. to look forward to this year. Right. And Until now, coming, now. To the, coming to the game tonight, I was excited I yeah. was to watch a last place team. I was too. With right no chance so. of ranking the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and right. on the drive over, I you know, sorry to constantly reference my Twitter account, but on the drive over, I thought to myself, wouldn't it be cool if he scored a goal? And then I thought, you know what would be cooler than that? He scored it on his first shot. And I thought, you're being silly. Get out yeah, of here, kid. Right. Like, And then you thought, what if he also got a really great assist? And then you also I thought. I didn't even dare to dream. And then, and then I didn't what, even you dare to dream. What if he won what, 13 what, to 16 faceoffs? Yeah. And then you thought, what if he was the first star Start of the game? game. Like, what did. You, you know what I mean? tweeted yeah. all that. I'm, yeah. going through, I'm going through all the numbers, all right? I'm going to go to, straight to the <laughs> no, fans. Please, please. Plus two. Uh, number, plus one, two. number one amongst forwards, five on five at 72.41% Corsi four. That just means when his line was out there, the puck right. was going the right way. Uh, on the ice for two goals, four, and zero goals against. I like that. I don't. I don't like and I don't trust expected goals, but no, 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 nonetheless, no, 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 please. Uh, it's up there. It's not baseball. No, I know. It's look. I don't like it. I don't War. Trust, like I said, I don't trust it. Uh, but as you said, what is thirteen out of sixteen? No, you know what? It's like, not even yeah. that. It's it was like, Come off the stat page. Like his awareness on the yeah. Yes. Know, That's and, his awareness. And nasty, surly, chirping people, mean, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, sandpaper. And there was a nice fight in the stands tonight too. Did you see that? I did Somebody see that. Yeah, tweeted that. I didn't. One seventeen. Oh, that's, hockey. Right? that's hockey. Holy cow. Yeah. You should have seen it. Girls, Somebody tweets it. Girls all, I do, hammers. all I wanted to do is enjoy the king. My first king. That's what the right. tweet was at. You tell that, me to get off the statue, yeah, but okay. I won't. Go ahead. Don't. What did you find? What nugget did you find to give us? I hope everyone's this okay, can't by the way. Be, Oh, no. Never mind. I, no, see, I, was see, I told you to get off the statue. I was reading the face-offs one column thinking it was the block shot column, and I thought, 13 block shots. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Who's he, uh, Alec what Martinez? A, yeah, what exactly. a dedication to defense. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up. Yep. Hope you enjoy no. it. Yeah. Sorry, man. We're just gonna have Who is your player of the game? Was it Gabe Velarde? Yes. Gabe, <laughs> sorry. Gabriel Velarde? Gabriel, Gabriel. Effing Velarde. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I don't know what his middle name is, but. Effing. I do. It's now, now effing. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You, you anointed him. <laughs> Dennis and Dave, thank you very much, folks. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for having us, Jess. Uh, yes. Stick around, Kings fans. We'll talk to you soon.